Welcome to the Of Course You Did podcast, your go-to source for brain-based mindset tools and highly effective business strategies that will help you create a truly aligned business. I'm your host, Brooke Alexander. I started out having no idea how to coach people or how to build a successful business to building an internationally accredited coach training and certification program, the Created Coach Method the most interactive, high-touch online NLP and coach training experience. Each week, we're going to dive into the concepts, skills, and methods that will help you increase your impact, profits, and authority. Want to learn how you can become a standout coach? Join my free training, which walks you through the exact things you need to focus on to become the go-to coach at createdmindacademy.com slash standoutcoach. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Of Course You Did podcast. I am your host, Brooke Alexander. And as usual, I'm excited to be here, excited to be talking about coaching and business and stuff with you today. And this episode was, it came from someone who sent me a DM asking questions about this kind of stuff. So I thought it would be awesome to record an episode on different coaching business models and the different types of ways that you can structure your coaching business to make money and to serve your clients. The ones that I'm going to be talking about today are one-to-one coaching, group programs, masterminds, and self-paced courses. Now there are a lot of other different coaching business models that you can have. You can be someone who just just creates courses. You can be someone who just has master classes. You can be someone who just has like tiny, like I don't think I'm allowed to say this. It's trademarked. Small offers. Um, you can. There's a lot of different other ways that you can make money as a coach that you can serve your clients. But these are the most common ones that we use and that we can kind of build our business on. So this is why I'm going to talk about these ones. So before I get started, before I dive in to talk about the different models, I just want to talk about free coaching for a little bit because free coaching and this is coaching people for free when you are first starting out your business is so underrated. And I see so many business coaches saying that you shouldn't coach for free at all. You should just go straight into charging people for money and whatever else. And I completely disagree. I think coaching people for free is so beneficial when you're first starting out. I don't mean like coaching people for it for free forever or coaching people for free because you don't have the confidence in your own skills. I'm talking about coaching people for free to get practice coaching. When you are first learning how to be a coach, do it for free so you can actually learn how to do it properly and get some practice before you get out there and you are charging people and guaranteeing results for people because you need to work with people to actually prove that you can get the results for someone else. You can have a structure and a method and a way that you've gotten results for yourself, but you need to be able to learn how to teach other people that method and teach other people in a way that they understand it and can replicate it and can get the results that you're saying that you're going to help them with. It's also going to help you build your confidence as a coach. You're going to 
you're going to get rid of all the, the kinks that come up when you first start coaching, the mindset stuff, the self-doubt, the limiting beliefs that, oh my God, what am I going to say if, if I'm in a session and I don't know what to say, or if my client challenges me on something I've just said, you're going to be able to work through all of that before you get out there and you're actually saying, all right, I'm done. I'm doing this. I'm coaching people. Here's how much it costs to work with me. You're going to feel so much, I don't want to say better. Maybe you're going to feel so much more confident in standing behind your yourself and your prices and the fact that you are charging when you can when you've had that practice of working with people before and working with a variety of different people that have different challenges and different mindsets and you work with a variety of people to still help them get the results because you're going to need practice working with different personality types, with people who have different challenges, and you're going to need the practice to help them also get the results, to deliver the results that you've guaranteed. And you're going to feel way better about coaching as a whole when you can get more experience, more firsthand experience, seeing how beneficial coaching actually is for people. That was something that I struggled with when I first started coaching, which is super weird because I loved coaching. I loved coaching people, but I had this weird limiting belief in my head. It was like a doubt. I, it was a doubt in my own abilities as a coach. And it was, uh, do people actually even get anything from coaching? When I had personally experienced the benefits of coaching as a client and I had even worked with some people and I had seen other people get results from coaching. It was a limiting belief until I started working with more people and I was like, oh, it's true. People really do get results from coaching. Coaching is actually really freaking amazing. So I recommend working with clients for free at least 20 hours of free coaching, at least. And you can, you don't have to spread this out over time. Start doing it as you're learning to be a coach when you're learning more skills. Working with clients is actually a requirement for graduation from both the associate coach certification and the professional coach certification in the created coach method. I tell my students that they can work with people for free or they can work with clients paid because some of the people, a lot of the people who come into the creative coach method are already working with clients. They just want to learn how to do it more effectively and they want to learn more skills to use in their coaching sessions. But it's a, a requirement that you work with clients. And this really sets up the students who are new to coaching. It sets them up for success because by the time they've graduated, they're already working with people. They already know what coaching is. They already know what coaching isn't. They're able to explain that to people. They know their boundaries as a coach. They know their boundaries in their own abilities. They know what they want to work with, like uh, coach on and what they don't want to coach on. And they have confidence and they have testimonials. So as soon as they're out there 
in the big wide world of coaching, charging people for coaching services and helping people getting results, they have testimonials where people have said, oh, I worked with so-and-so and she was so amazing at listening and she really helped me see my blind spots and create a plan and maybe feel really safe and comfortable and I've achieved these results and I'm so happy. Having that Just even that, even just the testimonials is going to help so, so, so much when you are first starting out coaching. So I highly recommend you work with people for free when you are first starting. This doesn't mean keep working with people for free forever or coach for free forever or do it in order to try and get more clients because you feel like that's the only way to get clients. I'm talking about just purely for practice purposes. All right, let's dive into our first business model, and that is one-to-one coaching. Now, this is where most coaches start, and this is where I recommend all coaches start and spend a decent amount of time here. I'm going to get into why I think you should spend some time here, but this is a really great place to start when you're first coaching because your initial investment of time and money is very low to actually create this offer. You don't have to spend time creating a whole course. You don't have to spend time learning new new pieces of software for course programs and to upload videos and creating workbooks and all of that kind of stuff. You can literally just finish your coach training and start working with people one-to-one without needing anything. You can use Google Drive. You can use your email and that's Pretty, you can use Zoom for free. You can use the free version of Zoom. I think they give you 45 minutes. They give you an unlimited amount of time for less than three people. So if you're one-to-one coaching, unless this has changed recently, I don't know. I Obviously, I pay for Zoom. But you can use the free version of Calendly or I don't know if Acuity has a free version. Um, or you don't even have to use a, a booking software at all. You can literally just start taking clients. Use Skype. Use Google Hangouts or Meets or whatever it's called now. The initial cost is really, really low. The initial barrier there, what's barrier to entry is low for you as a coach to start one-to-one coaching. I recommend when you are doing your one-to-one coaching that you sell packages, not sessions, not just one-off sessions where someone can just book one one hour one one hour session with you whenever they feel like it. My recommendation is to sell packages. Now with packages, the the length of time that your coaching packages can go for varies. You can have three month, some people have like six week packages, four week pack, four week packages, six weeks, eight weeks, two months, whatever it is. My recommendation here is to create a package create a length of coaching program that your client has to sign up for that they already are committed to. They have to commit to in advance. They commit once and they've committed to that time frame in advance. It's not like, okay, I'll commit month by month. It Even if they're on a payment plan, they don't say, oh, I'll sign up for four weeks and then we'll see what happens. And then I'll sign up for another four weeks. It's no, They're committing to six months in advance. And the reason for this is because you need to think about the amount of time that is required for your client to 
make a change and then integrate that change. Make that change, that transformation, that new goal, that new place that they've gotten to in their mind, in their life, in their relationship, in their body, in whatever it is that you're helping them with in their business. How long do they need to make the change and then integrate the change to the place where this becomes their new normal. Because when you are working towards a change, when you are creating transformation in your life, think about the ups and downs you go through and the support that you need at each level. When you get to a new level, it takes a little while to settle in there and for you to be like, okay, this is normal. And when you first get to that point, that that desired state, that goal that you've been working towards, when you get there, sometimes it can feel like a little bit like, oh my gosh, this is new. I don't know what to do. What happens if I have a setback? What do you need to do for, and how long do you need to be with your clients for when they get to that point when they're like, oh my gosh, I'm here. I made it. I don't know what to do next. What can you do to support them to to get to that point that it's their new normal and they're fully in it? And they're never going to get to the point where they never have challenges or things never come up for them. But this isn't about how long you want to coach someone for or what seems easiest or what you've seen other people do. This is about your clients. This is about putting your clients first and really working with them to the full extent that they need you to be there to support them. Starting out with one-to-one coaching rather than just diving straight into a group program or a course really helps you to get to know the challenges that your clients experience on their journey to achieving the goals and the results that you're, you're helping them achieve. And it allows you to develop some really effective ways of helping them get through those challenges. So you're able to, like I said, in the free coaching, you're really able to help people from a variety of different backgrounds, like a variety of different mindsets, variety of different life challenges, because you're going to, as a coach, you're going to have to learn how to support lots of different kinds of people in achieving the goals that you're going to help them achieve. That's part of the job. When you're starting out with your one-to-one and really focusing on helping a lot of clients achieve the results, the specific results that you're going to help them achieve, you have the ability to create your own unique framework. And this then becomes your USP, your unique selling point. So you get to create your own method and you can kind of use that as a way to say, I do this differently from other people. I have a unique method. I have a way that helps people achieve this goal that I've developed. It helped me. It's helped my clients and I know it can help you too. That's what I've done with the Created Coach Method. I've been able to take all of the experience and experiences and learnings that I got from working with clients and helping them achieve their goals. Then I was able to translate that into a method, a framework that I could teach to other coaches that they could use to help their clients, right? And then I was able to add in the other things like here's how you use NLP to help your clients. Here's how you can use hypnosis. How Here's how you can put them all together. And this takes practice and time to learn how to do, to learn how to teach your unique framework the thing that you do that helps people achieve their goals, it takes time to 
learn how to teach it to other people in a way that they can understand because there are lots of different types of learners and in ways that they can implement. I suggest maxing out at about 15 to 20 clients per month. So this isn't getting 15 new clients every single month because then you'll have like 30, 45, 60. That's not what I mean. I just mean getting enough clients to fill up your roster until you're at 15 each month. And sometimes some clients won't keep working with you and then you'll kind of fill up your roster again to fill it right back up to 15. Now, this is going to be you working 15 to 20 hours a month. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit more work that goes into it. You have to do a little bit of work outside of your client hours, just checking in with clients, staying on top of things, making sure you're tracking things with your clients, stuff like that. But this isn't scalable. Obviously, you can't, You there's only a certain amount of time that you have in your day and a certain amount of money that you can choose. So as you increase your experience, as you're working with more and more clients, you can increase your prices and that will help you make more money. But eventually your time is going to be better spent coaching more people at once. I think that you should do this working with one-to-one clients only for at least a year or until you have a consistent income and a wait list of clients. I think having the year practice is going to be the most beneficial for you and for your long term, the long-term sustainability of your business, of your coaching. It's going to help you build yourself up. It's going to help you build up your confidence and it's going to help other people see you as an expert. You're going to have so much experience working with lots of people, helping them get the results that they desire. Remember, your coaching business isn't about what's going to make you the most money, what's easiest for you. This is about your clients. You really have to come into coaching and create your business model based on what's best for your clients. What's going to help you get the best experience and the best processes and the best systems that can help your clients the most. And to start out, that's going to be working with one-to-one clients, working with a lot of them. So you gain that confidence and experience and people have that confidence and experience with you as well. When it comes to the length of packages, I kind of talked about this already. My minimum is six months. That's the lowest amount of time I will work with someone. I've worked with people and done one-off sessions before. I've done one-off coaching sessions and they were great, but we were only able to really cover a very small amount and working with someone for 90 minutes one time, how much transformation can they really get from that? How much support do they really have? How much accountability do they really have? I suggest a minimum of three month packages. Like I said, my minimum is six months because I want to help my clients really create a transformation and kind of settle in. That's the best integrate. That's the best kind of way that I can explain. Integrate the transformation and really help it become their new normal and support them with those extra bumps that might come up along the way. I also recommend you stick to one hour of coaching per week if you have too much of a gap between your coaching sessions. If it's every, if it's once a month, if it's every two weeks, then you're going to see 
the results aren't going to happen as quickly. Your client has the potential to kind of fall off the bandwagon. Things get up in the way when they don't have that weekly accountability. And that's what coaching is. You're there to help your clients be accountable. When you're in, oh, and also it can, your sessions can be 60, some people do 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes. I definitely recommend not doing any longer than 90 minutes. 90 minutes of a coaching session is really long. An hour is a decent amount of time to check in with your client, find out what that what worked for them, what didn't work for them, what they want to focus on in the session to actually get some work done and not have your client be so overwhelmed that they're exhausted by the end of the session. If you want to do 90 minutes, you can. It's just, it's a really long amount of time for your client to be, they're working when they're in there. They're thinking, they're using their brains a lot. It can be exhausting. So I recommend 60 minutes, definitely no longer than 90 minutes. When you're in your coaching sessions, focus on coaching and not teaching. I know there are some coaches who do a lot of teaching on their coaching sessions and This is going to depend on what type of coaching you do. If you are more like a a business coach, for example, maybe you're not actually coaching, you're you're mentoring in those sessions. People call, call lots of different types of things coaching that aren't actually coaching, but you might be mentoring, you might be teaching. So that's fine, but if your coaching session is pure, if you're just doing purely coaching on your sessions, focus on the coaching as much as possible. And if you need to teach things, find ways that you can teach things outside of the session. So a suggestion that I had for one of our creative coach students a few weeks ago was to create videos that your clients can watch between sessions that has the teaching in it so that you don't have to do it in your coaching coaching sessions and then the coaching sessions go for two hours because you're so busy teaching you you're teaching and you're coaching in the sessions they go for a really long time it's too much it's too much for you it's too much for your clients so if you have to teach something find ways that you can teach between sessions create videos put them in an online portal put them in your client's Google Drive, send the link to your Vimeo videos each week, whatever you need to do. Keep the lessons to a minimum because I guarantee you most people aren't going to do it. If you do have lessons that your clients are going to be doing between sessions, keep it really small. Don't have three hours of lessons that you expect them to do with homework and all this other stuff because the the most likely cases they're just not going to do it. One of the most important messages that I really want to get across when it comes to your coaching and your business, and I say this all the time, I've said it on other podcasts, is that you don't have to do things the way that you've seen other people do them. You don't have to have your coaching business the way that you've seen other coaches do it. Don't do something because you think it's easy. Don't do it because you've seen someone else do it and They said it helped them get results and that was the key and the secret to helping them make millions. Do it, do things differently. Do things your own way. Ask yourself, what will it take for my clients to achieve the results that they desire? What kind of support do they truly need from me? What's best for them? Not what do I want from me? What do I want to do with my day? What do I want to have in my bank account? What do I want to show on my Instagram? Coaching is about putting your clients first. This is what it comes down to. 
that's it. There's nothing else. It comes down to creating the best environment, container, space for your clients to be able to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. And sometimes that's going to take, I don't want to say sacrifice because that feels like it's a negative word, but sometimes you're going to have to go out of your way to put them first. Make sure the things that you do, make sure the container that you create, make sure the beliefs that you have about yourself, make sure the beliefs that you have about coaching, the thoughts that you have, the actions that you take, make sure that they are serving you and your clients. What beliefs do you need to have to put your clients at the highest potential to see them as a possibility? What beliefs do you need to have about your ability to coach people? That's one-to-one coaching. Now, what is the... I guess, I don't want to say normal, but often a common progression from one-to-one coaching is into a group coaching program. Now, I suggest that you don't start a group coaching program until you have consistent income, until you have demand for your coaching, and then you can create a group coaching program. The benefit of having a group coaching program is that allows you to help more people without having to make sacrifices in terms of quality. So you can help more people at once and you can be there to support all of these people in achieving their goals rather than trying to support all of them, let's say one-to-one, individually, and then you will be burnt out, run down. You probably won't have enough time to help everyone. So you can help people in a group container and you can help all of them at once. And it's a really great environment because you also get to create this community. You get to introduce people to each other. A lot of the students in the Creative Coach Method, we are a group program. A lot of the students there become friends, work together, they collaborate. So that's something that I really love about a group coaching program. Now, why shouldn't you go straight into a group coaching program? straight from your coaching training into a group coaching program is because you haven't developed the ability to help a variety of people with a variety of challenges get the results that you are helping them get and you haven't developed the curriculum that helps people get results. So the benefits of working with people one-to-one is like I said, you get to really work on your curriculum, your framework, That helps a variety of different people with different challenges and different limitations and different limiting beliefs and mindset blocks and all of these kinds of things. You get to figure out, okay, I know a lot of people struggle with this one belief at this point and I have worked with enough people that I have developed a solution and I can really help them get to the other side of that. If you go straight into group coaching, you haven't developed that ability. You haven't developed that kind of level of support. You haven't helped enough people get the results that you can confidently say to a group of people that you can help all of them get the results at the same time. Now, with group sizes, it's best to start small if it's three people, four people, and then five people, 10 people, whatever it is, and progress from there. So put a cap on it if you need to, but it's okay. If you're a newer coach starting out and you start a group program and maybe not as many people as you expected sign up, that's totally fine. That's perfect because that's going to give you a great place to start practicing with people. 
when I did the very first creative coach method training, we had four, four students sign up. And honestly, that was a perfect amount, especially because we were a live training. We, that was a live version. We haven't been allowed to have a live version since then. Actually, actually today, I think it was literally two years ago to the day that was our, we started February two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Two, two years ago to the day was our graduation day for the very first creative coach method. So exciting. Um, but yeah, anyway, a little side note there. It was a great amount of people to practice teaching in a safe environment. They were able to connect with each other. And I was really able to dedicate time to each student to in our live sessions to say, okay, I noticed that you're doing this technique this way. We're going to do it differently. This is a, a different way of doing it. Here's where you can improve. Here's where you did really well. And it was awesome working with that small group of people to start with really helped me develop my ability to teach people the things that I teach to connect with the students and to get their feedback. And you can gradually increase the amount of people that you have in your group program so you get better and better at creating a container that really supports people and you're able to learn to work with multiple people at once. With a group coaching program, you can operate using a cohort model. So this is where the enrollment periods are limited. There is a specific start date and the content is shared over a specific scheduled time. So you'll have your start date and then maybe week one, everyone's working on one thing. Week two, everyone's working on one thing. So everyone kind of moves along the content together. Or you could be, you could have a, a rolling enrollment model or an evergreen model or an open enrollment model. So this means that people can join at any time and work through the course curriculum starting on any date they choose. This is how we currently work with the created coach method, the NLP and hypnosis portion of the training. So people can join whenever they want. They can go through at their own pace. We have guides for people if they want to create, uh, finish it in three months, then they can follow the guide. They get a specific videos that they finish in one week and then the next week what videos do they need to finish like a step-by-step -step weekly guide of what they need to go through in order to complete everything in three months if they want some people have biz other businesses some people have babies some people have whatever else going on in their lives and and stuff happening that they can't do it all in three months so that's totally fine with the associate coach certification Everyone goes through it all together. This is because I wanted to create um, a bit more structure and help people have that accountability of the group. Okay, we're all doing this together. This is where we're at and get through it all together. So we have different types. We have uh, a cohort model for the associate coach program and an open enrollment model for the professional coach certification, which is the NLP and hypnosis side of things. 
Usually group programs have more than just coaching. There's often also a teaching element to it. The teaching portion has to do with the intended goal of the course, so the solution that the program provides. So with Create a Coach Method, we have teaching. Obviously, the students are learning how to be coaches and they're learning coaching skills. And then we also have coaching from me where I coach the students on the things that they need to be coached on or the things that they want to be coached on or the support that they need. A lot of coaches are hesitant about transitioning into a group coaching offer or adding this to their product suite because they are worried that they're not going to be able to provide enough value to their clients. They're not going to be able to give their clients that individual support that they can with one-on-one coaching. But even though the sessions aren't as personalized, you can still provide individual attention to each person that joins the program to help them work through their unique challenges. Some of the best coaching that I have ever experienced, some of the best coaching, I would probably even say like the most profound coaching that I have ever experienced. Yeah. Some of the most profound experience that I've ever had with coaching was in a group setting because I was able to listen to the things that the other people in the group were getting coached on. And then I, in my brain, was relating that to me and saying, oh my gosh, I do that too. And I didn't even know it until this person got up and spoke about it. I do that too. And for me, I got up in front of the group and shared something that I did. And then when I was done speaking, this was in a live group, like in-person setting. When I was done, I think we were going on a break or something. So many people came up to me and said, I do that exact same thing. Thank you for sharing that because I do that exact same thing and I didn't even realize. So when it comes to group programs, the value doesn't, uh, the value and the transformation and the kind of like coaching Stuff doesn't just happen from the facilitator of the group. From me, for example, when I'm doing our group coaching programs with Creative Coach, it's also going to come from the interactions that happen with the other students. The, uh, all students are going to benefit from each individual student who gets coached. I hope that makes sense. When it comes to selling group coaching, you need to be 100 million percent confident in selling your one-to-one coaching before you are selling your group coaching. If you are currently having troubles selling your group coaching offer, I want you to have a think about how confident you are selling your one-to-one offers. If you have a a hard time selling one-to-one, talking about one-to-one, feeling confident in your one-to-one coaching abilities, you're going to have a hard time selling your group offers as well. Now we're going to talk about masterminds. In the coaching industry, this is usually a group that's created by someone who is known for their experience and their results. The group usually consists of people who who are at the same or very similar levels in their field. That's actually really important, a really, really important aspect of a mastermind is that everyone is on pretty much the same level. It usually has to do with business or money. 
you'll see a lot of masterminds being about money and the group of people, they come together to share ideas, support each other and grow. It's a blend of peer advisory and group coaching. So this is why it's really important for everyone in the group to be at the same level because the people in the group are going to collaborate with each other and share ideas and support each other. So you can't have someone who is brand new in business in the same mastermind as someone who is already making a million dollars because the person who's brand new is going to benefit a lot and learn a lot from the person who is already making a million dollars. But the person who's making a million dollars isn't going to have that benefit, isn't going to get that support from that they need from someone who is only just starting their business. So it's really important that everyone who's in the mastermind is at the same or very, very similar levels. Most masterminds don't have a specific curriculum or structure, but sometimes there is a structure to the mastermind in terms of content and learning. So in a mastermind, often Well, sometimes the facilitator will have an idea and it'll be like, okay, this week's call, we're going to be learning this. We're going to be focusing on this. And then they'll do some teaching or there'll be some something happening and then it'll be the same next week. So each week or month or however frequent the calls are, there is an actual structure to it. Sometimes there is no structure. It's just the people get on calls and they say, okay, this is what I'm working on. This is what I need support with. And then everyone in the mastermind kind of helps and collaborates to help that person come up with solutions, find ideas, etc. There isn't an actual structure for each call or each gathering. Sometimes this happens in person. In masterminds, the the facilitator, so the person who is leading the mastermind is the one who's responsible for creating the environment where each person who's in the mastermind, each group participant feels accountable to the group. They have to each show up, contribute and help support the other people in the group. That is the role of the facilitator to actually help people mastermind together to create a collaborative environment. When you're facilitating a mastermind, you're not teaching in the normal way that you would do in a group program. With a mastermind, it's really about giving and receiving with the intention of building the relationships between the different people that are in the mastermind. This is different from a group program because in a group program, the people who are in it, the participants are receiving information, they're learning, they're getting knowledge, and all of this comes from the instructor. But with a mastermind, you have as a participant in a mastermind, you have to contribute and you also get to receive. So it's a very collaborative environment between the participants. Often these masterminds attract a higher investment than a group coaching program or one-to-one coaching because often when someone is creating a mastermind, well, actually, no, it's it's sometimes cheaper than if you were to work with that, that facilitator, that coach, the person who's leading the mastermind. It's cheaper than if you were to work with them one-to-one often. But a lot of the times, people who are charging really high prices for masterminds 
don't do a whole lot of one-to-one coaching because they see the value in being able to provide group experiences for themselves and all of the participants as well. So masterminds do tend to attract a higher investment than a group coaching program. And it's going to be dependent on the caliber, I guess, is, I don't know if that's the right word that I'm looking for of the people who are in the mastermind. So a mastermind for people who are looking to make $10,000 a month in their business is probably not going to be as high an investment as a mastermind where people want to make $10 million a month in their business. Obviously, there's going to be huge differences in the experience that people have and the kinds of people that each mastermind is going to attract. Obviously, if you're looking to make $10 million a month in your business, you can afford to pay more for your mastermind than someone who's making 10K in their month, in their business a month. So with masterminds, there can be a live or in-person portion of the program either at the beginning of the end, this is totally up to the facilitator. Sometimes there is going to be it. Sometimes there isn't. I've been in a mastermind where there was one and it was at the end. What happens at these live events is different for every everyone. Sometimes it's going to be actual like learning and planning. And sometimes it's more about an experience and just bringing people together. And there isn't as much learning. There might be more like different types of experiences, depending on where you go. Some people have them in really fancy places in like Hawaii, Fiji, Mexico, and it's more about the experience of being in the place. And sometimes they're in hotel conference rooms and it's more about, all right, we're here together. We are masterminding. Let's support each other. We're going to make plans. We're going to set goals. And then we're going to come up with a plan to achieve them. Now let's talk about our final one. We have self self-paced courses. So usually with self-paced courses, there's no start and or end date. It's usually evergreen or open enrollment. So there might not be a launch period. It's not done in a cohort system where, okay, you join, this is your start period. We're doing calls on these days and this time, etc. So there's usually no live support for less complex topics. For if the, if the teaching is on a complex topic, then live support could be offered. It's up to the facilitator. It's up to the, the coach, the person who is creating the course. For example, for creative coach method, it is self-paced, but we do have live calls. So this is where it's kind of like blurred the lines between group program and self-paced course. There isn't a start date. There isn't an end date for the current NLP and hypnosis training portion. For this one, there's no start date, no end date, People can join whenever they want. They can go through the content at their own leisure. But we do have, we have group coaching calls, we have community calls, and we have office hours. And these are all different ways that the students can get support for, with their questions, with the things that they're experiencing. They can ask other coaches things. They can ask me things. They can get live support on live calls. And then we also have the community aspect on our community calls where we just come together as a group. Sometimes we have a guest speaker come in and do a training. So this is 
goes into my next point of what kind of support can be offered in self-paced courses. I can't say that right. So you can have office hours. So for office hours for the Creative Coach Method, these happen on Wednesdays where there's two times, two 30-minute blocks on Wednesdays, one in the morning and one in the evening where students can either join a live Zoom call but they have to RSVP in advance and say, I'm going to come to a live call. And sometimes students come, sometimes students don't come. But during these office hours, that's a time where students can ask me questions or they can submit a question via our online form and I will answer their questions in those allocated office hours times. I will either record a voice note for them, a screen share, a video, type something up, whatever the student requests is how we will respond. So you can have office hours, you can structure it the same way as that, you can structure your office hours differently, you can just have it one time. I have it two times where we have two 30-minute time blocks because I think I already said this, to accommodate different time zones. You can have community calls where you just bring people together to be a community and to connect with each other. You can have Facebook or Viably groups. You can have group coaching calls. You can have it once a month. You can have it three times a month. You can have it once every two months. You can have it whenever you want. You get to decide what type of live support will be offered or what type of support at all will be offered. Now, you can do a self-paced course when you're really, really good at your unique framework and when you have a method of teaching that's easy to understand and implement and consistently gets results because you're going to have a lot of people, a lot of different types of people that are joining the group. There are going to be lots of different learning styles. There is going to be lots of different, like I said, limiting beliefs, mindset challenges, things like that. So you're going to have to be able to create something that supports all of these different types of people that you're going to get joining your course and structure it in a way that allows them to go through it at their own pace and essentially keep themselves accountable because most people aren't going to finish the course. Most people don't finish these kinds of courses. So you need to learn how to create an experience that encourages your clients to stay engaged and continue even when they fall off the bandwagon. So going back to our creative coach example, I check in with the the students, personally email them. How are you doing? I know that you've been doing this in your business. What's happening in your life? How have you been since we last talked? I haven't seen you in a while. That's how I like to do things. Personally, I do this and our assistant coach Tamea does it. We both do it together. Right now we have the capacity to do that. At some point we won't or maybe we'll get more assistant coaches to help because this is important to me is having students feel confident and in going through the content because I know what it's like having to... I'm really good at doing these kinds of things if I want to. I'm really good at teaching myself... Sorry, Paco is squeaky on his squeak toy. I don't, his lamb chop. Dogs love these lamb chop toys. Anyway, sorry if you could hear that. It's probably going to keep happening. He needs to eat. He missed his lunch today because I was busy working and we need to go for a walk. Now, I've totally forgotten what I was saying, but it's important to me to have that personalized connection with my students. That's just what I value. If that's not something that you want to create in yours, you don't have to. Now, I recommend that you don't start a self-paced course until you have a waitlist of clients until your group programs are consistently selling out. 
it takes a lot of time and planning and energy to create a self-paced course. Obviously, the longer the program is, the more time and energy it's going to take. So make sure that you have a really a really solid framework. You're really consistent at helping your clients get results before you create a self-paced course, especially one that's a kind of complex course like the Creative Coach Method. Obviously, this is very complex because we're teaching NLP, hypnosis, teaching, coaching skills, stuff like that. So it's quite complex. Another friend of mine, Katie, has a human design uh, training program where she teaches you human design, like all of it, everything. So obviously that's more complex. You can get assistant coaches and other people to help you out in the program. Eventually, that's what we have in the Creative Coach Method. We have a student success manager. I have an assistant coach and I have someone who helps me well, who grades all of the tests and technique demonstrations and stuff like that. I just had to take a quick pause. The jingling that you probably just heard in the background, you might have heard, in the background was Paco jingling on his bell to go outside. So we just had to go outside with him for a moment, but we're back. And the final thing that I just want to say about self-paced courses, and this has to do with pretty much all your offers. You can do this with all of your offers. Ask yourself, what limiting beliefs and doubts could come up for people in your course along the way? And how can you create content that supports them to keep going? How can you create content that answers any objections that they may have about actually starting the course in the first place? So for example, if maybe they're a reason for them potentially not joining the course would be, I've bought a lot of courses before and I never finish them. What can you create? What can you do in your course, in your coaching, in your mastermind, in whatever it is? What can you do to handle that objection for them and say, if that's you, it's okay. We have this thing in the program and I'm going to be able to support you if you get to that point. I've created this training on how to use your Google calendar and Asana and stay on top of things or Notion or whatever it is to help you stay accountable. We have these, a Vibly group where we check in. We have accountability buddies where you're partnered up with someone in the program a month at a time so you can keep each other accountable and you get to meet other people in the program. If it is, if you're doing a business course or a business program or something like that, you can say, all right, I'm going to teach you how you can actually make your investment back in the program. We're going to walk through exactly what you can do to start taking action now to make your money back. So these are all really important things for you to ask yourself when it comes to any course you offer is really like what what things, potential mindset blocks, limitations, self-doubts, beliefs could come up for my clients and how can I support them? That's why starting out with one-to-one and getting really good at one-to-one and having lots of experience in one-to-one is going to help you with all of the other things. It's going to help you in your group programs, mastermind, self-paced courses, 
webinars, masterclasses, memberships, whatever it is that you do, because you're going to have a wide variety of experience with lots of different people with their different challenges. And you're setting yourself up for success and you're setting everyone else, your future clients, future students up for success as well. So that's it. These are the ones that we're covering today. I hope that was helpful in going through what each of these different business models are for coaching and giving you some actionable tips, advice on what to do in each one, when to use each one, when not to do it, how to do it, stuff like that. So this has actually turned out to be a much longer episode than I thought it was going to be. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know. Come over and head to my Instagram, which is at brookealexander.co. Send me a message. Let me know your thoughts, suggestions. If you have any podcast episode suggestions, topic suggestions, let me know. I would love to hear from you and I'll catch you in our next episode.